your spot, put it in park. Here we go. It's the Free Parking Podcast, presented by Office Jockeys, racing to the weekend. What is going on, everybody? Deaver here alongside my co-host, Bush, for episode 52 of the Free Parking Podcast. The Free Parking Podcast, episode 52, Deaves. I'm not associating this one with a player. I'm associating this one with Super Bowl 52 and my gang green, baby. We'll talk about your gangrene in a second. But honestly, though, seriously, every time I heard 52, that's all I can think about was Super Bowl 52. I'm like, that's, that's, I feel like that Super Bowl is the Super Bowl every year from here on out for some reason. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's 52 this year. I don't know. It's just cemented in my mind. 100%. I was like, that was Super Bowl 50 for a while. Like every Super Bowl just seemed like Super Bowl 50 to me. Is this 50? Oh, this is 51 finally. Oh, it's 50. And now it's 52, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Very 55 this year. 55 man that's pretty wild who's it gonna be these the pittsburgh steelers and as snimmy timmy duke predicted the new orleans saints i don't wow. know i'm just talking out but the t- t- timmy predicted that a long time ago and it could happen so we will see i'm i'm i'm, I'm out on the steelers we'll talk about them in a little bit but absolutely what do we got uh, on the docket tonight these little housekeeping in the beginning as always First off, um, I'm a hockey player. I'm, I'm podcasting banged up right now. <laughs> banged up. So mm-hmm. first off, I got to tell the folks, because if I post a video or two of this, I took a header last weekend. I took a header. Mm-hmm. Remember, we, we, talk about, we talk about bird scooters a lot on this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. The Lime scooters. Several times. I mean, like three or four episodes we talked about it on here, if, you, if you've been following since the very yes. beginning. Well, this weekend I came to my demise, and I caught – a storm drain or a great electrical something sewer main pipe whatever caught the tire of a bird scooter dude and i went absolutely flying and clocked my noggin off the cement the streets of tampa and you hit an urgent care they they cleared you you're good to go the only battle scars you have looks like a decent bar fight if you ask me i mean you got a sweet little scar on the side of your face i, I mean, should have came up know, with a good real, look should have came up with a really good story um I had to tell a couple people about it today. And I, no, it looks great. I feel fine, honestly, super fortunate. But I, I, then, so starting to get back in the swing of things, I go to the gym this morning. Haven't been to the gym in a couple, couple I would say two, two weeks, two, three weeks, traveling mm-hmm. for the holidays, you know, have a couple mm-hmm. Christmas cookies with the family, Christmas ham, of all course. that good stuff, right? Taking my time. A couple Mickey D's trips couple with Mickey me. Mickey D's trip with Bush, right? I'm drinking beers with the guys, the whole thing. So I get back in the swing of things and just with day two after my, you know, accident and then easing back into things and start feeling good so i start putting some more weight on and i'm doing lat pull downs and i add five add ten add five and the last set i do i pull down and flex and i just just pinched the crap out of the back of my neck i mean pinched it Mm -hmm. so it just shot down my entire spine and Mm -hmm. i had to go i couldn't turn my head to the left or the right i had to drive an hour for work later that later today and uh, so I'm, I'm banged up, but we're here. We're here for you guys. Love doing it. It's honestly my healing. This is my healing. So thank you. Yes, uh, housekeeping, yes. I'm podcasting banged up. I should be listed, you know, day to day, at least week to week, but we're here. Uh, new podcast, huh? New podcast coming to the Free Parking Family Network. Uh, the Hot Corner made its hot debut Tuesday of this week on, um, you know, our Spotify, Apple Podcast accounts with Fundy and cj those guys are breaking down we talk about the games right we talk about our picks and who we think is going to win but they're more like the betting guys they're like the the sopranos they're like the you know they're, they're, they're the sports betting guys we're not throwing the coin we're talking about who we're picking sometimes we throw some scratch here and there those are like the day in day out you know handicappers um they don't advise you to follow their picks but they just want to tell you about their experiences and what's working for him, what's not working for him, who they like, who they don't. If you ask Fundy, he's going to tell you the Chiefs every single time. Turns out, turns out the Chiefs were 7-9 and nine against the spread this year. Did you hear about that? Wow. 7-9. They were in the back of the pack. Like, honestly, one of, the, like, the bottom, like, 10 teams against the spread this year. You know who is third best against the spread this year? Let me guess. The Steelers? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Thank you very much. The Pittsburgh Steelers were <laughs> – uh, the third best team against the spread this year. And as uh, some of our friends say, good teams win, great teams cover. 
the best teams do both. So while y'all were sweating on the Steelers three weeks in a row as we were losing, they were covering. <laughs> they were they were covering. There was never a doubt. You never you never had a doubt. Many did. Many did. Super excited for the Browns this week. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, the other housekeeping item: special guest on the podcast this week. Very special guest. Who we got, Bush? My guy, Riggsy, at Riggs Gaming, uh, Riggs GG on Twitch there. So excited for this interview, Deves. The guy is blowing up on TikTok. He's making great content for the free parking group, and uh, and he's doing really, really well for himself in the digital world, man. He's extremely excited for this one. Talk a little TikTok, talk a little eSports, talk a little UT and his time playing lacrosse there. Him and I bond on some some Tampa stuff, and I think we're going to link here in a couple of weeks. So excited for that one. Honestly, that was my first time talking to Rick. So excited to, to hear from him later on in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we got to get right into the biggest sports. I mean, we've been talking about this forever. It's like that. It just won't go away. It won't go away. And there's a really long time in the summer for us to keep talking about it. So, you know, the quarterback controversy at to be. But we got to talk about what transpired on Sunday night between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team to decide the NFC East. Wildcard weekend's upon us, and you'd say it was a disaster. As a, yeah, it's a, it was a disaster. The Philadelphia Eagles have successfully mentally destroyed all three of their paid quarterbacks. Okay, Carson Wentz, we already know about that. Jalen Hurts was put into that game. Now he was knowing he was, he was with an understanding that Nate Sudfeld might be put into that game. But I also imagine that the Eagles organization expected them to probably not be in such a tight game, but Dougie P said, no, 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 I'm good. We're going to put Nate Sudfeld in anyway, in a three point game. And now Nate Sudfeld probably feels like shit because of that. So Nate Sudfeld's all messed up. Jalen Hurts goes to the bench. He said, it's just not right. Quoted on the bench, any professional lip reader, any non-professional lip reader could have told you what he said. It's just not right. It's just not, read my lips. It's just not right. And it wasn't right. He should have let Jalen Hurts ride it out. In my opinion, Carson Wentz should have just finished out the season. But Jalen Hurts should have finished out that game. And Nate Sudfeld comes in, plays like garbage, probably feels like an a-hole. Probably feels like an a-hole because he's taken Jalen Hurts' spot when he knows he shouldn't be in a three-point game that has a decent amount of uh, stuff on the line there for the skin for the uh, for the team. It was just that they've successfully mentally destroyed a lot of veterans and rookies on that team. On the one side, it's there's a lot on the line for the Washington football team, right? Earlier on in the day, the New York football giants defeat the Dallas Cowboys for their chance at the NFC East title if the Redskins, sorry, football team lost the Eagles defeated the Redskins, the Giants would have taken the crown. A lot of backlash on the football giant side of things, whether it's the team or their fan base, they were rooting heavy for the Eagles. It was almost like the Eagles, you know, some people did, they do it in spite of them. They do it for a higher pick comments on both sides. I mean, Kelsey came out earlier in the season talking about going out there. We're trying to win a football game day in and day out. Really what I think happened, what I think happened here was this came from up top like the toppest of top, the tippiest of number the top. One. Number one at the Philadelphia number Eagles. Organization. I, that's that's my hunch. Um, they went up from, if they won that game, they would have been the ninth overall pick. Since they lost that game, they would have been the sixth <laughs> overall pick. What was shocking to me in the backlash, and, and first off, I think a lot of it is due to this being on Sunday night. If this game was on a Sunday at one o'clock, it wouldn't have really blown up like this because that many people wouldn't have watched it. It might've been like in the local news and it might've trickled its way out, but every single person was trying to watch this game to see how the NFC East, which was an absolute disaster debacle the entire year, start to finish or a beautiful masterpiece. If some, some may say they were all watching to see how it panned out and they all were, you know, close to the pulse. The second piece that blew this thing up is that Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels throughout the entire game and they got actually slapped on the wrist. I don't know if you heard, they got slapped on the wrist by the NFL because they did this, is that they like hyped up the tank. They're, as Nate Subfeld came in, oh, are, they, are the Eagles tanking here looking for that higher overall pick? And that put that in, in folks' minds that that's what this was for. I'm shocked that everybody was shocked because I thought that we knew that Nate Subfeld was coming in this game on Tuesday. I really did. I really did. Now, the shocking part, I guess, it's, or I keep saying shocking, but it, it is. It's all kind of 
crazy. Mm -hmm. The three-point game is the tough part, right? right? If this was a seven or 10-point game, you take Jalen Hurts out. I'm going to put it in my perspective, in in my shoes from a Steelers fan, right? If the Steelers are out of the playoffs and Big Ben is coming back for next year, when you have a chance to reload and go again, you're not starting your guy. And if the Eagles, and we've talked about this before, if they've made Jalen Hurts their guy, you're not playing your guy in a meaningless football game when you have more football to play next year, right? If he's going to be your franchise quarterback, which is, I guess, what he's supposed to be, I don't know why. I think it's perfectly fine that you take him out. Now, the three-point game is where it's interesting. Mm -hmm. But I think what they – it was just – the hard part is is answering to the media because – it's, it's answering to the media and answering to the, the, the critics of it was in a three point. If you came in the beginning of the week and were like, we're going to start Nate second quarter or second half, regardless of the situation. Right. All good. And that, and right. that's, and that's obviously what they had in their head the entire time. There was, there was, there was, you know, they didn't doubt it at all right. with a three point game. Even if they had the lead, they might have at that point. I don't I don't know. The captains of the team are, are quoted saying, we all were expecting Nate to come in. But they also were quoted saying it was shocking under the circumstances that he still did come in. Just like you're saying with the three points, Steve. It's, it's truly shocking. Like I, as a captain, if you were Jason Kelsey, if you were, you know, Fletcher Cox, and you knew your defensive coordinator wasn't coming back the next year, which they all did. You, as a head coach, I've been a Doug Peterson defender this entire time. Doug and Carson have been in my heart this whole time. But this one in particular does make me hate him, but it makes me – I don't. I can't forgive him for what he did to Jim Schwartz. Now, Jim Schwartz had a lot of bad games. He had a lot of great games. But by putting Nate Subfeld in, he didn't give his defense a chance to win that game for their, for their specific position coach. And – if I was Jim Schwartz, I'd be very upset. I'd contemplate retirement too, Deves. It also sucks for the players because they're out there fighting for a job. You know, some of them aren't guaranteed through next year. Some of them are basically trying out still throughout. It sucks right. for it sucks for Nate Sudfeld. It sucks for the offensive line. It sucks for the entire team. And we've talked about their systematic problems since the very beginning, but there's a part of going out there and trying to win, but also being conscious as a franchise that they're floating the line on. What I just get frustrated on is the, is the banter that comes with it. Um, People commented, whether you're Giants fans or Eagles fans that, you know, Jalen Hurts was taken out of the game while he was quote unquote rolling. He was quote unquote rolling. If you look at the stats, if you look at the stats, he actually wasn't playing that good that game. He actually was playing just as bad quote unquote, or good, however you want to look at the glass, half full or empty, as Carson Wentz, the same game he was pulled against the Green Bay Packers with Jalen Hurts. So it's something, Deeps. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. And we're gonna we're in for a very long, very long offseason. I'm gonna say to Giants fans, just like a lot of people have this week, hush, you guys won six games. You really yeah. can't be. You really can't be talking at no. this point. It was. It they was, have zero room to talk. They, it was a miracle. It was a miracle. You got that close and had an opportunity yeah. to win. Hats off to the Washington Football Team. The first year, the first year for those guys to be organized as a team, go to the playoffs, win their division, first time. Mm-hmm. With a new head coach at the helm, I mean, love that. And I actually wanted to talk about them. Real it was quick a joke. It was a joke about their team name. The Redskins have been the playoffs. It was a joke about their team name. Yes, I, I, I completely okay, – I didn't make, laugh, but I, but I did get just it. Just making sure you got that one because you came yes. up with a serious comment afterwards. So I was like, is this yes. one of the rare times that he doesn't get one of my sarcastic jokes? No, I, I, I completely understood. I just didn't laugh because to be completely blunt, it really wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yo. Well, no, I'm not really kidding. But anyway, the Washington football team, Deeps. Ron Rivera, there's a couple things. So I, so for the listeners right now, guys, make sure you go and, and check out. Um, what's the guy's podcast name again? I got it. Make sure you go and check out the hot corner because they had one little discussion that I wanted to bring up here at Deves. And it's the, uh, it's, it's regarding the Washington football team playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now that they've made the playoffs, now that they've waxed out the Eagles and we've moved on to the next round, right? The Washington football team has eons 
more to play for in this game than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have. Now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a high powered offense. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the goat, but what they don't have is a player that was on his deathbed due to a broken leg because of the game and came back, led his team five and one on his return in his first season back. They don't have a coach going through cancer and working on beating through cancer right now. Who's also just so happens to be one of the most respected and stand up guys in the league. They have so much to play for so much to prove so much to just show that I truly believe that it will not be a blowout. And I'm very excited to see the Washington football team in the next round of the playoffs. Steve. I am on the total opposite side of this one. Call me a Homer being 20 minutes from the stadium, but I'm totally on the opposite side of this one. I think that Chase Young, as dominant of a player he is and is going to be for a very long time in this league, and we talked about him on last week's podcast of the, the leader he is versus the Dwayne Haskins conversation. He tweeted out post game, Tom Brady, we're coming. Mm-hmm. You don't poke the goat. You no, don't you don't. Poke, you you don't, don't poke the goat, especially when the no Bucks. Way. The Bucks are actually getting on a roll. Now the Mike Evans injury is going to be quite, you know, is going to be a question mark going in, but they don't, they have so many other wide receivers at the helm and they're finally catching a stride. They had a little bit of hiccup against the Falcons last week, but the Antonio Brown touchdowns, plural, the Antonio Brown touchdown, the first one, it looked like the AB of old. They were having fun out there, slinging the football around. They put up 44 points on a very bad Falcons team. Now, uh, granted the, the football team's defense is, is a lot better than that, but when you start to see this Bucks offense get together like they're supposed to, we've talked about the me has been a bunch of misfits all put together at one time. Head coach, is he still with it? I think there's still maybe too much firepower there for the Washington football team to bounce back from. The Washington football team, they dude, they just barely got there. They just they they just barely got there. You know what I mean? Um and even even against the Eagles, they were still they were down by three points to the Eagles, who had nothing to play for. So could be a trap game. I just want to I just want to bring it to you know get it on the record. No, no, I great story. Be hey, no, I can't root against you know you can't root against them, right? Great story mm-hmm. if they do. Um, but we'll see you on Saturday. And what a good way to segue with an official Washington football team fan free parking esports content creator Riggs here for the first time on the free parking podcast Riggs this is honestly our first time interacting most of your interactions stay with Bush so I'm very excited to have you on very excited to chat for day number one here absolutely um dude couldn't be happier to be here uh I've been a listener on the pod for quite a bit so uh way back to when Bush got me on the esports um dude it was just it was like uh, I was already a fanboy, so I was like, "Dude, it's a no-brainer." <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Riggs, dude. It's so good to finally have you on here, man. Riggsy, this whole esports thing's really taking a turn in 2021. Before we get into the Washington football team, before we start talking sports and everything, bro, dude, tell everybody who you are, man. Because for real, you've been—you know—we've reposted you a lot. You are statistically the biggest free parking gamer that we have in our squad. I mean, tell, tell the listeners right now, like, you know, who you are, like, what, what's your deal, bro? Uh, so my name is Kyra Gnola. I'm from West Hampton, New York. Uh, went to the university of Tampa where me and Bush linked out for the first time. Um, I've been a gamer basically my whole life. Uh, I've got two older brothers, a younger sister, still living at home in my parents' basement, living <laughs> the dream. Uh, recently switched to PC, massive keyboard player. Um, I'm, I do tech sales on the side. I, I'm mostly a content creator. <laughs> <laughs> we call Love it our day job. Kid. We call it our day job and our night job. So like everybody's got a day job, right? Everybody's got, you know, your, yeah. your, your tech sales, your, um, your civil engineering, marketing sales, your, uh, golf tournament operations, but you got your night job and you got your passion project. And that's here making content with the boys, uh, doing some free parking esports stuff. Riggs, what's your uh, what's your number one game right now? What's your number one number one play? I see you on COD a ton. Yeah, so I mean, I've uh, I'm always trying to play like what's what's the meta, what's the what's the hottest game, just uh, whatever the boys are playing. You know, I, I'm not really I I was never really big into content creating. I was just playing. I would 
I would play hours on end every night to my eyes, bud. And I, it wasn't about clips. It wasn't about getting people to like my stuff, to follow me. It was just, that's, that's literally what I loved. And I was just super passionate about it. So uh, right now I'm mostly playing Warzone. Um, pretty, pretty much it. I'll play some Palmo Party. Uh, I was playing a little Fall Guys, you know, whatever those little games are that come in just to like kind of ease my mind because I'm a really competitive guy. I uh, played college across, um, played sports since I was five years old. So super competitive in, in, in everything. So when I'm dropping into the war zone, it, it's business. You know, oh, it's I, always I business. That's the arena. That's, that's the field. That's stepping in between the white chalk lines. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do the things off the field as well. Like I did it in when I was playing college sports. Uh, I'm, I got the aim lab. I'm doing that at least an hour every single day. What's um, aim lab, Riggs? What, what's the aim lab? So aim labs, it's a, it's a pretty cool app. There's a bunch of different things you could do with it. You could do, uh, you could do the aim down sight stuff where you're clicking dots where you're aiming down sight. You could do hit fire stuff. You could do coming around corners, shooting guys, but it's, it's basically just like a virtual figures. shooting gallery. It's basically a virtual exactly. shooting gallery. It's, it's like going really to the gun go- range. It's like going to the gun range. If you're like actually in the military. Exactly. It's like, it's like going to the gym and working out if you're a lacrosse player, football <laughs> right. player, whatever it is. Right. But it's things that working the if you, if you're competitive, you want to be the best, that, that's just the things that you have, that you cannot miss those things. You have to be doing those things. Riggs, what that's was your first, bro. what was your first inclining of like, you, you said you, you know, you played forever until your eyes bled. Like a lot of us have played video games like till three, 4am with the guys in a party, in a lobby chat. What was the moment that you were like, dude, let's just turn on the camera and see where this goes. That's a good question. Uh, so I've always, uh, I've always been on Twitch, lo- like watching as a viewer, loved, love watching on Twitch, love interacting. Um, I used to, I used to play Fortnite. This is where my eyes would actually, I, that's the first time I bought gaming glasses. Cause my eyes every day, I play till about three in the morning, wake up at seven to go to lacrosse practice. My eyes would have red dots all throughout all red lines through them so bad. And, uh, I, I used to flip flip the twitch stream on but with no camera so i would okay. have like i'd send it to all my buddies if they were in class and i was skipping class i'd be <laughs> i'd be in my room with, with recording from my xbox and I would, I would have my laptop up to read the chat and things like that so that was probably uh 2017 2018 a little bit um and that's when i started i didn't know that i could record clips unless I, on my xbox but i started doing it uh when i would go on twitch i would get some clips from that and then i would get some clips when I press the center button, record the last 30 seconds. And that's when I got into the content creating. Uh, I, my, my name on Xbox used to be Bluntest Gibbon. So I made a Bluntest Gibbon Xbox, uh, Instagram. So then I started posting clips uh, from Fortnite, me getting some one palm, sitting some crazy snipes, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where it started, the whole Twitch content creator thing. <laughs> so you really took it to the next level, probably when you came back home from school, right? Dieseled up your setup got the PC, switched to the PC. You got a sick chair. I see a little setup, a little signed CJ jersey in the back there. And uh, tell me a little about the story because I don't actually know the the story between Bush and you linking up down here in Tampa. And the, the irony oh. of it too is that we kind of flipped places at, at simultaneously, yeah. flipped spaces. So tell me a little bit about like the first mesh between you two guys because I know what that guy's like. In yeah. Oh, dude. But the, so uh, one of Bush's good friends, Woody Butler, one of my best friends from Tampa. He was my, my roommate my sophomore year. We actually were, lived off campus in a hotel because they didn't have enough housing for us. Uh, anyway. That was a fire room. Great room. What hotel? What hotel? The Barrymore downtown, right okay. by the river, river walk. Yeah. Good dump. Decent. It's a dump. But like decent <laughs> area, right? Oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I walked to class every day. It was pretty nice. Uh, but I lived with Woody Butler. Like I said, one of my best friends. Bush's best friend from home. So he came down with the whole Motley crew for Gasparilla. Obviously, you know what Gasparilla is. Yep. Yep. Um, and obviously, like, just me and Bush right away hit it off, like, like buds. Like, it, it was awesome. It, it was, uh, I don't know, just a, a, a big character in the room. I was also just a, a character. And, I mean, it's hard hard for us not to link up and, and not to stay friends throughout the years. My, my favorite memory of when Riggs and I first met is we were drinking. I, it was, I mean, we all had our own mixed drink because you start oh, yeah. at seven in the morning. Plus, you go to, plus a lot of booze. So. Yeah, plus, yeah, plus, yeah, a, lot, yeah, plus yeah. a lot of beverages. You start talking a little yeah. bit more once you start losing yeah, it out. Yeah. Of course, of course. 
So anyway, long story short, I'm drinking vodka, orange juice from like seven in the morning till like God knows when. This was in my phase. Yeah, screwdrivers all day. Other guys were drinking rum and coke, like the pirate drink, right? I'm like, yo, I'm just going to go screwdriver because it's nice and easy. They go down quick. Sure enough, migraine, like you couldn't even imagine from all the orange juice, like for 12 hours straight. Riggsy comes in. He's blasted from hanging out all day in, in the bay. Whips me up one of the nicest chicken, uh, what was it? Chicken and pasta dishes, a little chicken bit of pepper and in pasta there. pasta with some peppers. Brought me right back to life, dude. We went out for 25 cent. We went out for 25 cent beers later that night. I never would have <laughs> guessed that that was the item he whipped up. I think you were going to say like a Tylenol concoction or like another drink. No. Like a full don't mess around, He set him up with a meal. Yeah. Yeah, Riggs, yeah it was sick. Quick segue. I, or not segue, but side story. You realize what I did this weekend because you've obviously been here gone out here the whole thing so i was out for new year's eve and i'll tell the story quickly i was out for new year's eve in ybor city this this past weekend and i actually live in st pete i was staying in tampa on the other side of ut new year's eve night no ubers no ubers to be found from ybor to tampa we walked our crew walked from ybor city through downtown over the bridge past where you played lacrosse bro past where you played lacrosse i literally at 2 15 a.m turned to the side and i'm at ut looking at the <laughs> looking at the lacrosse and soccer right there and finally made it to our final destination around i don't know it was an hour walk but you would know exactly how far that do ebor is an uber Dude, it is a that, 15, 20 that is tough. via uber <laughs> that but you is couldn't tough. get one the entire night you couldn't get one so we strutted that entire way and uh it just kept going and going. And I just, I, I probably will never forget turning and looking and seeing UT. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm here. Like, this is how far yeah. we walk. Cause I, 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 there's not a part of Tampa basically at this point in time that I haven't walked yet. So you can see I was getting my steps. There you in. Go. Yeah. But you, so, I know, I well, didn't realize how far that is. Oh my God. That's, that's tough. I would never even consider walking out. That <laughs> is, that is a hike, bro. An hour. Yeah. Speaking of the lax field, Riggsy, tell us about it, man. So from what I gather, there's two squads, right? There's two yeah. squads at UT. And I believe when you first entered in, you were on the second one. And then by the time you graduated, weren't you an animal on the first team or something like that? Is that what Woody was telling me? Yeah. So uh, when the way Tampa does their program, they have a JV, a varsity team. Uh, all the freshmen just go straight to, to JV basically for the first two weeks. The, the older guys just go do their thing like like nothing nothing's new. Uh, after the first couple of weeks, they'll, they'll I mean, w- within the first two weeks, we had we had 55 or so kids that started as freshmen. About 15 had already quit. They Whoa. they they went to the bar like once or twice. They're like, all right, this is this is much better. Shit. This is much better. not for me. I'm going to join a frat. You know, I'm going to go. Do, I'm going right. to do this. Look at girls boobies and stuff. Whatever, <laughs> do. That's fine. Hey, I got no problem. If that's what you want to do. That's not for me. Uh, go do that. Mm-hmm. So. But after that, uh, I mean, I was on JV for my first year and a half. Um, beginning of my sophomore year, I just figured uh, I was just going to show up and be on the varsity squad. Uh, I didn't do enough in the offseason. So I was like every every single day of my sophomore year, I was getting better. And I was showing that I was better than the kid next to me. Let's go. So when I finally got onto that varsity squad, I didn't I didn't stop. And I just kept every single day I had kit, we'd be running sprints and I was, I was, I was sitting behind like all American after all American. So I knew as a sophomore, I'm not, I'm not touching the field, but I would, I would go balls to the wall, every drill, every single day. And I had kids that were seniors, like rigs, like some days I don't want to be out here and I see how hard you're going and how much you love this. And it's like, they're like, damn, it really puts things in perspective when I see you doing that. Let's so, go. I mean, that, that, that was kind of the role I played for my first couple of years. Uh, and then my, my, uh, my junior year, like I said, I was sitting behind uh, two All-Americans. It, it was kind of tough fighting for a starting spot. And then senior year, I was, I was a starter in the fall. Uh, we, we, got a, we got a BU transfer, D1 transfer, uh, who took, ended up taking my spot. But I, honestly, I didn't let that phase me at all. I was a, a second-end guy. But uh, my coach always said I was like, I was like the – the non-captain captain because I, I was the I was getting everyone going. Uh, I was making sure all the boys were juiced up, making sure every single person on the field was accountable. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just own that role. That's sick, man. I, I everything you just said, honestly, just got me so gassed up. 
Yeah, a couple yeah. things about you, Riggs, that I, that I've always admired. One, and, and very similar to Deaver too. You're you're a grinder, bro. I, I see you on social. I see you, you know, in private one v one snaps. You're you're up early. You're working out. You're eating right. You just you just do it right, right. And then, and then you also grind hard as hell, bro. I remember seeing pictures of you on that lacrosse field at Tampa with the eye black on, with the helmet tilt. Yeah, man. You were a scary, scary dude out there, man. And I honestly, bro, I, that's awesome to hear, you know, your story there at, at Tampa, Tampa lacrosse. And, yeah, I appreciate it. Dude, I, mean, what, I know I got a big smile and a pink sweatshirt, yeah, but yeah. I think nah, man. off me. You saw these traps, I swear. You'd run the other way. <laughs> and what a better place to do it, dude. Seriously, like coming down here now, it's like, who the hell wouldn't want to go to school here? Who who the hell wouldn't want to play a sport here? Like, it, it's paradise. Like, I, I obviously haven't been like at physically at the school but what i compare it to is basically like arizona state of the east is what i've been calling it i mean it looks amazing i've never been to like a, a you know ut party per se but just the the vibe i get is that like it's gorgeous the people are gorgeous the place is gorgeous it's a lot of fun the city's amazing for me who's been here for 13 months at this point i mean for you to actually do what you love in a city that's for me right now at least like it's awesome that had to be a one right yeah so when i first went down to visit tampa i went one of my buddies was playing lacrosse there i was like you know what i applied to i applied to seven reach schools my senior year and one fallback school which was tampa i i, I wasn't recruited to tampa i ended up being i was a walk-on my freshman year so i applied to seven reach schools got denied to six of them waitlisted to one of them and i had already vi- I, I was going down to visit tampa and i was like I went down, had an absolute blast, hung out, got to go watch the lacrosse game, hung out with the lacrosse kids, was like, this is so awesome. It's so cool, everything. But, you know, I still had the big picture. I was like, I want to go to a big big football school. Both my brothers went to UMass, so I was like, I want to go to UMass. You know, it's just kind of – that's just like what was – I just told myself that. But I was like, you you know, that was cool. My mom's like, do you want to put a deposit down here? I said, I don't know. I mean – Nah, I was like, you know, what? let's not let's just save the money because we'll lose. It was like 500 bucks. Let's just save it. Mm-hmm. Comes to May 1st when you got to make your decision. I'm like, well, I got denied to every other school. So fuck, I guess we're going to <laughs> that is, baby. Shipping right. it. <laughs> but I mean, I ended up doing four and a half years there. It was it, it's like a second home to me. I, it always will be. I, I will be moving down there within the next five years. One hundred and ten percent. Yeah, uh, it's it's a place that I love and my whole family loves, too. So. It's a cool part about hearing like stories like that, like the way you, I don't know, just your journey. Right. And what wouldn't have happened now if that didn't happen, you got denied to six schools. Would this have happened? This, this podcast would not have happened if you didn't get denied to those six other schools and go to UT and run into my crony over here, drinking screwdrivers from seven in the, in the morning and you feeding chicken and pasta at night that would, this wouldn't have happened. So it's just really crazy. And cool how things work out. And personally, I'm sure you would say the same at this point is like, you wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I'm blessed to got denied by every single school. So like, thank you. You're exactly thank where you, you need to be. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I tell you this, I, yeah. I tell you all, you're exactly where you need to be. Exactly. So, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to get out of this like deep energizing conversation. I'm absolutely loving it big time, but I do rigs. I I'm dying to talk about. I'm truly, truly dying to talk about this. What, sixteen hundred follower TikTok? I mean, what what's going on with your TikTok, bro? Dude, TikTok is a crazy, crazy thing. Uh, I mean, all right. So I've got, I've, I've had it for a few months now. Uh, I was posting casually at first, just because. I mean, that's what the streamers were doing. I, I watch, I follow every single big stream you could think of. I follow them. And then I just observe, you know, I take notes, what they do, uh, what works for them, what doesn't work for them, mm-hmm. what I think could work for me. Maybe it doesn't work for them. You know, one big thing, yo, you got to stream on TikTok. You got to live stream on TikTok. You got to do this. You got So I-, I looked into it and I see these guys, they have, they're live on Twitch with thousands of people watching and they got hundreds in the Twitch stream and it makes no sense. And I said, how does that work? And then I see, oh, come on over to the Twitch, come over. So I see that repeatedly and I'm like, all right, so then how do I get good at TikToks? You know, so I've been working on that watch i follow all the creators like i said i um, just been working on it i had one video uh i mean you, you never know what's gonna blow up on tiktok you, yeah. you scroll through your for you page you see some things have millions of views and like you might not think it's funny but the next guy does so i do a little bit of a mix of both uh a little bit of skill a little bit of funniness 
uh, sometimes the funniness works. I had one video, it's got almost 300,000 views. That's crazy, I, man. I, I died to a hacker one time and uh, I, it was just me like laughing the whole time and this dude just shooting randomly in the sky, getting hit markers and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I've had a, a couple other ones where it'll get like 20,000 views, 10,000 views, but you never know. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I love making the videos. I love watching the videos. So that's why I do it. And I post it because I know it's going to bring more people to my channel, bring more people to free parking. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I love it. And it's, uh, it's all for the good of the team. It's pretty cool how that, like, that, that natural, what we've seen in TikTok and that organic reach of however the hell that app finds you, finds other people, the content finds the people, right? Able to st- steer them back to the, the Twitch and, ha- and how it you know, becomes that much more of a, not community, but you know, it, it, they all work symbiotically together. It's not like you can just ride on Twitch and you, know, pe- you can't really find you on Twitch unless you see you from somewhere else. Word of mouth social media, and then TikTok being that natural driver of getting in front of eyeballs that don't need to follow you ever. They just, they just check their for you page. You do the right hashtags. You do the right type of content that they also like. And that's why people stay on until 2 a.m. And they're swiping, swiping, swiping. They can't get off. Guilty. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so- I, I, I'll be honest. I deleted it because of that. You just can't. It just, it just sucks up my time. And like guys like us, like I'm just too, there's too much going on. But I totally see where I'd be scrolling. I would 1,000% see a Riggs video. I already know the Twitch channel. I've already been on the Twitch channel. But mm-hmm. 1,000%, I would see that video. And if it was the right piece of content, which you are putting out, hell yeah, I'm going to check this guy out on Twitch. Hell yeah, I'm going to follow him. So, Absolutely. of course, I've, kudos. I've done kudos. that personally. I see things where people post funny stuff, good videos. I click on it. Oh, they're also on Twitch. Let me check them out. You know, yeah, what's their nice. YouTube? What's their Twitter? Like, this guy's pretty damn good, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Riggs, we were talking earlier in the chat today and it was like probably noon, maybe t- noon 30. You were like, yo, I posted the TikTok an hour ago. It's already got 12,000 views. I, dude, I shit a brick. I was like, you did what? I was like, I posted one 12 hours ago. It's got 120 <laughs> views. I'm like, what What do I got to do, man? So dude, for anybody, a- any content creator out there right now, Riggsy, what's your, what's your advice? How do you strike the algorithm? Because you've, you've hit it. You've hit a few home runs so far. Yeah, I mean, personally, I've, I've had a few successful videos. I've got almost 2,000 followers now on TikTok, which, I mean, if you look at the grand scheme of things, 2,000 is, is great for me. I'm, I couldn't be more pumped about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But then they're, across the platform, there's Charlie D'Amelio, who knows, got 110 million yeah. <laughs> doing TikTok dances. Uh, but I got a, actually a really funny story for you. So one of my, my girlfriend, uh, my, all right, hold on, let me figure it out. My sister's boyfriend's little brother, is a fitness guy. He's 60, 50. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. Uh, he was 15. Uh, bodybuilder. Focuses on his body every day. Eats the right stuff. Works his ass off. Puts these videos on TikTok. Has like eight views. Posts every single day. Eight views, 15 views, 20 views. Mm-hmm. Next video he posts. He posts for probably two weeks every day. I'm like, trust me. Just keep posting. It's going to work out keep working your ass off. You're doing the right thing. Your videos are great. Next video he posts like over a million views. Now the oh. over a million views. The net, it's just him flexing. He's like, am I the biggest 15 year old on the app? He's got, he's got 130,000 followers now on TikTok. He's got thousands of followers on, on YouTube, Instagram, everything. He's killing the game right now. What it sounds to me is truly, and I, I believe this, TikTok rewards those who post a lot. I, I, I truly do think that, man. Because, you know, that that's a prime example of you and the the, the guy you were just referencing. Grinded, 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 hit a big one. You grinding, 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 300,000 views. Like, it, it, I've, I've posted, what, 12 videos? And they all were a month apart. And I got 150 views. I mean, I truly believe, you know, the, the more you grind, it's got to be it. a part of it. No, it, 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 abs- part of it. it absolutely is. Um, you, I mean, I, I still, that video that has 300,000 views, I still get likes to this day. So That's it's still awesome. on people's for you page. I, I don't, I don't understand how the algorithm works, but it consistency is definitely key. So you'd say your biggest piece of advice then is to just don't give up on it. Don't, don't give no, up you on can't. it. You got it. You got to set a schedule, post the same time every single day. And then if that's not working, change the time. Keep Love doing the that. same content. Watch other creators, but change the time. Make it work. My 
TikTok for me gives me a follower activity. 7 p.m. it says the post. That's that. That's the most frequent time that my followers are on the app. So I was getting like 250 uh, views. Like I'd someone get like 2,000, and then I was like, I don't. I think I could get more. So I this week I started posting at 10 a.m. and then. Boom. I posted one today at 11 a.m. And I, two hours later, I had like, yeah, 12K views. So That's crazy, man. Yo, so, uh, I mean, dude, your your content game has been stellar. Your Twitch game has been stellar. What are you at now on Twitch? Do you over 700 now? Or are you just you're about to get there? We're at 650 right now. Beautiful. Anybody who's listening right now, if you guys are interested in esports, I'm sure a lot of you guys are. Guys, head over to twitch.tv backslash RiggsGG. The guy just changed his name, make it a little bit easier for the people to follow him. Uh, and before we head out, there's one more thing. And it's a little bit of a beef between these two other guys that I'm talking with here. And it's the fact that New York Riggs, New York Riggs, is a Washington football team fan. And that team knocked off the Pittsburgh Ryan Deaver Steelers. And I want to hear a little discussion here because this has been brewing since Monday, since we found out Riggs is going to be on the pod. I, I just want to say, I don't think we knocked them off. I think we might have just kicked them when they were down. So I'm just going to start with that. Oh, so we already conceded. So we already oh, conceded. Wow. We're on the same page here, guy. We are on the same page here. Honestly, I will come out and say that we played our worst week of, you know, worst couple of weeks of football, truly our worst weeks of football. Um, it was a little bit too much of this. And, and, and <laughs> I, you know, I won't even go with the dancing because he did the dancing every nah, other week when we were, when we were undefeated. I, I don't know if as much as much as so beef. I think that that's them just adding insult to injury. There, we, there's really, there's nothing wrong with the dance moves. We lost to a playoff team. We lost to a playoff team. What do you want me to say? They won their division, a division champion. We lost to two division <laughs> champions and the Bengals, but we lost to two division champions. I mean, what do you want me to say? That's a good year. That's a good year. Hey, team is a great team. Team is a great team. Team's good. I, I, I don't think you could – I really don't – like I know there's a lot of mad Giants fans out there saying that they got we got an easy win versus the Eagles. Dude, and team is so much better than the hey, Giants. That's fine. They might have swept us in the regular season, but we had more wins during oh, the season. That's true. So. That's true. But we have more wins, and we're the division champs. So, and we're gonna beat Tom Brady this week. You're nuts. You're nuts for that. But no, it's the only game I'm not touching this weekend because I am a little scared about it. I was upset with Fundy uh, listening to his podcast. I know. I was listening to them too. They were overwhelmingly going with Tom. And, uh, and I was like, dude, that's a trap game. It's a little bit of a trap game for Tommy boy there, man. I don't know. Riggs, who do you like this weekend? Uh, you know, I, since 2021, I am retired from, uh, from wagering on sports. Shut up. Oh, well that's going to last, that's gonna last like everybody's you. New Year's diets. That's going to last three weeks. <laughs> Just like everybody's New Year's diets or their gym resolutions. That's BS. Dude, you'll be back by Super Bowl. I, <laughs> you're throwing coin on the Super Bowl. That is, that's a lie. No, not a lie. If we're, if but, we're but, yeah. out for it, then yeah. Yeah, Ooh. dude. Yeah. Are you going to be down here? I'll, I'll be there February 7th. Oh, my like, God. That's right. So you're here. Yeah, man. And it's, it's here. I know. That's So me and my girlfriend are uh, doing like a little just trip down in Florida. We were going to do two weeks in Miami, two weeks of, in Tampa. But I'm like, if the Super Bowl is in Tampa, we got to be there. Yeah. yeah. We so got to be there. I don't know exactly what's happening, like what we can go to, obviously, with COVID going on. But whatever we can go to, however close I can get to that building without and or if I am inside, however close we can get to that building, that's that's the plan. True, truthfully. I had the uh, the national championship there and it was, I wasn't there, but all my buddies were outside the stadium. The place was absolutely yeah. nuts. Yeah, we'll get as close Riggs, as we can. If, uh, if I know Deaver. I would advise you to make sure you stay in close contact with him one or two days leading up to the Super Bowl because you will more than likely be able to get pretty close to that stadium. There could be a text message. The Super Bowl is a tough one. The yeah. Super Bowl is a toughie, but there could be a text message. Ah, yeah. I will be sending out be. several text messages looking for a text message <laughs> for to send you a text message to get some, some access. I'll be in contact for sure. Yes, let's Beautiful. just say that. Riggsy, thank you so much for coming on the pod today, man. Episode 52, man, that's a big one for you. You, you know, full year of episodes and Riggsy is the 50, what, episode 52? Yeah, yes, yeah. Man. caps it off. 
Absolutely epic. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit upset uh, that I wasn't episode 51 because that was my number in college. But oh, I'll let it oh, slide. Right. 52, I didn't... Is even... <laughs> 52 is one bigger than 51, baby. So that, that works for me. Damn right, bro. Riggs, have a great stream tonight, guys. Uh, and, and my man, and we will catch you, uh, you know, we'll catch Appreciate you live on Bush, let's keep going on the NFL playoffs. Uh, your Browns, a lot of com- lot of conversation about the Browns past couple weeks on the podcast. You, you, at one point, they were a Super Bowl favorite. The next week, it was disappointing. Now, they beat the Steelers JV team and are in the playoffs for the first time since 2002. So, please, elaborate on your comments. We posted them recently that they could get hot and see Super Bowl 52, sorry, 55. What do you think about the Brownies now? So, the Browns almost got their butt kicked by the JV team and the Steelers. I understand it. I understand it. I get it. Caution when hot, Deves. Caution when hot. And it's honestly ironic that we're talking about the Browns right now, as you are wearing a Philadelphia Flyer sweatshirt that you can't see the logo of, and it looks like you're rocking the Browns jersey right now. A little brown sweatshirt. Or a week so away anyway. Or a week away from Flyers hockey. You had to, had to wrap. I know. I'm, dude, I'm so excited. Anyway. The Browns, man, they're just they're just one of those weird teams. They're they're one of those bubble teams that I talked about early on in the season. They were like, I, I my teams were the Steelers, Cardinals, uh, Browns, and there was one other team. I might have been the Bills that I that I talked about. And I'm high on the Bills and Browns right now, man. I think those are my two teams we're gonna ride with in the playoffs, both in the same division, not ride on any NFC teams for the most part. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna rock with the Browns and Bills, man. Cause I, dude, I mean, last three episodes, I just love an underdog. I love an underdog. I love what's not supposed to happen. What we can't talk about, or we haven't talked about, is that the Browns had a COVID outbreak in the past couple of days. I don't know if you saw their head coach won't be on the sidelines during the game. Their special teams coordinator is gonna be actually calling the plays, or the, the representative head coach. Um, a lot of position coaches are at the offensive line coach, the assistant offensive line coach. One still, I don't think, still named influential slash impact player also has COVID on that team. No new positive tests today, but we still don't know who is going to be out for that game from the historical data that has been shown this entire season. The Steelers beat the Browns 38 to seven. They lost with their JV team and Mason Rudolph and a lot of the key starters out by two. I see that as a perfect one plus one equals two scenario. I have the Steelers taking this one handily this weekend. I, I, I really do. I, I am not concerned. Honestly, as a Steelers fan, it was almost relieving to lose to the Browns, knowing that we would get them in the first round of the playoffs. Seriously. Seriously. No, no, absolutely. If we won that game, it would look totally different. I don't want to touch the Ravens yet. I want to feel us out one week in the playoffs. I don't want to touch the Ravens yet. The Colts could have been another tough game. Again, I think it's all working out just how it's supposed to. And I'm really not that nervous. I'm really, I'm really confident. I'm scared. Actually, I'm eerily confident about this game. So I'm going to, I'm going to mind myself. I haven't made a lot of comments because I don't want to get ahead of myself. Like we said, records go out the window. Stats go out the window. Every time you play against another team, especially in the playoffs, especially against a divisional rival, but I am feeling good. <laughs> this <laughs> freezing cold takes feeling good about this weekend. There you have it. There you have it. Deaver's riding. Deaver's riding high. So it's either going to be a clip. It's either going to be a clip of me saying I love the Browns this week, or it's going to be a clip of Deaver saying I love the Steelers. Let's we'll make ourselves look whatever like team loses. Basically, <laughs> or we can juxtapose the two. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe we just Absolutely. like time warp it, and whatever happens, like whatever happens, we'll just post the same clip. Like the Browns. <laughs> the, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. I want to know your game of the week. We talked about your uh, Washington football team and that story that we're. Um, you know, riding for talk about my team out of all the other games we got game of the week. So we got a couple games, Titans Ravens is obviously going to be, it, it's that's the marquee truly. Yeah. When you look at all the games, that's the marquee. So that's the obvious answer. I'm going to throw it right on back to, um, to my, to my team versus the bucks. Cause I, I really want the listeners here to keep an eye out for that game because I don't, I, I genuinely have this feeling, you know, I have this feeling that when I play for something that means so much more than the game, I play even harder. And, uh, and with, you know, I, I don't agree with the rookie calling out the veteran. I don't agree with that at all. Uh, but then again, the guy can back it up. So we'll see what happens. These I'm excited. That's going to be the game. 100% start to finish. I will be watching. The game I would love to be the game of the week 
is the Los Angeles Rams versus the Seattle Seahawks, but it's not. It's not because of Jared Goff's injury. It's not because of both those teams not playing too hot towards the end of the season. It actually came down to the wire, so it'll be exciting again to see another two division rivals that you know fought towards the end of the season for a playoff spot to play again early on. But with Jared Goff questionable with that thumb injury and the Seahawks not playing their best football as well, I think it goes from you know maybe the game of the week to just another one. Obviously, playoff football, so it's going to be awesome. Um, well, yo, Deves, real quick before uh, before you move on, we're going to see a little Russell Wilson Blake Bortles action head to head, bro. Blake Bortles coming in in lieu of Jared Goff injury. Am I wrong there? Correct. Goff practice today, though. So I think they're trying him. I think they're, they're trying. trying to get him back. I saw him throwing footballs today. So I don't know. I okay. haven't seen like the latest. This, again, we're recording on Wednesday. So something may have came out um, as we we're you know riding around today. But there's a chance. Regardless, it's either Blake Bortles or, or Jared Goff with one hand. So it's not the game of the week. The game of the week, the game of the week, the game of the week. Baltimore Ravens, Tennessee Titans, huge game, huge game rematch. Um, The Ravens look super hot as everybody has been saying, but the Tennessee Titans, they still linger around. You really don't know what they are. You don't, they lose to the Packers. They beat this team. They beat that team run all over them. Derek Henry's an absolute monster. We keep talking him up, you know, 2000 rushing yards, this and that might be one of the best players in the national football league this year. If not the best player, we got two of the best running backs in the league with Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry going up against each other. Also, I think out of this, it's an it, out of all the AFC, dude. The AFC is good. The AFC is good. Like they're gonna yeah. they're gonna beat the crap out of each other to get to get to the Chiefs. So even the uh, bad teams are good. Even the bad teams are good. Even the bad teams. Are good. So that's my game of the week right there. Um, is to see if the Ravens' hot streak is is gonna ride into the offs as they got in as one of the wild card teams. Or um, will the Titans, you know, run all over them? Kind of like Derrick Henry stiff-armed. Uh, what was that guy's name? Anyway, it doesn't matter. He's was it Darius armed. Slayton? Was it Slayton? No, 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 no. He, he, he stiff-armed a couple of guys. The list is too long. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Bush, your dark horses, uh, we talked about them. You have any other upsets? that like? Are you scared about the Colts at all? I don't know if you've been any other dark horses. This like you're not scared about the Colts at all. You're not scared. Like you, t- I mean, you you are taking dark horses. How about how about we haven't talked about this last game? We'll stop here. New Orleans Saints, Chicago Bears, the Bears, the Bears. Are you taking Saints all dogs? Are you taking all? This is why you don't bet because you're taking all dogs. Saints by a million. Saints okay, by Saints a million. by a million. So I heard yeah. an interesting somebody. It was actually just in passing a conversation. Sorry if I'm not crediting you who I talked to this with about. New Orleans Saints, their defense is one of the top-ranked defenses in the league, if not one of the, you know, the, the best. Mm-hmm. Who did the New Orleans Saints lose to recently, close to home? The Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, with the run game, and with a quarterback they, that can potentially run. That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. Winner. So oh. Mitch Trubisky actually is playing pretty well after the Bears declined to extend his contract. Mitch Trubisky is playing pretty well heading into the end of the season, and he is somewhat not to the level of Jalen Hurts or any other, you know, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen type mobile quarterback, but he can kind of move around. So it'll be interesting to see if the Bears can pull off the upset in NOLA. I, I, I don't know. I, I really, you know, as Fundy was talking about, it was on Fundy's pod. It was it was, it was. Fundy's guys. That's what it was. It, it felt was like I was having a conversation. That's how good their podcast was. Fundy and CJ brought yes, it up. Sir. If you haven't watched, go watch over there. I was like, that makes so much sense. That's exactly yeah. where it was. So I like that. But just as Fundy said on their show, fuck it. Screw it. Bears. You're going Bears. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. The Saints are too good. I just hate the Saints. I just hate the Saints. So I'm going to root with all my I had a feeling you were going to say that. I hate the Saints. So I just have this bias. I hate, I've talked on the podcast, I hate every, like all of the New Orleans Saints. I can list them you, off. You hate the Seahawks. You hate the Saints. No, Get no, out no, of the no, NFC. No, 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 Stay no, in the no, AFC. No, 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 the, Saints are, the Saints are up there. So that's our AFC or uh, sorry, our NFL wild. Who's your card. dog? Who's uh, your dog this week? Well, I was thinking the Bears, but I was thinking the Bears. Who's your dog this week? Woof, woof, it's the Bears. 
You're going to go with the Bears? The Bears. Uh, yeah. You, I, you're yeah, locking I, it in? Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, if we want to run through them quick, uh, Bills, Bucks, Hawks, Ravens, Steelers, Bear. Like I, I'm picking all favorites. I think because this is the 2020 season, the obvious picks are not the obvious picks. No, for no, the Chiefs gonna... to be seven and nine against the spread, I mean that's just a telltale sign of 2020 action there. So uh, I know it's 2021, but. 2020 season so we'll see what happens in the yoss here these but my dog the team your dog the bears so bush i'm rocking the hoodie right now we have one week to go for nhl hockey and this guy two thumbs up big big excited a couple bits of flyers news here we'll dive into it a little bit more as the season goes on but one thing to watch is sam moran if you guys haven't, if you guys don't know about Sam Moran, one of the Flyers' defensive prospects, he's switching. He's a six-six, like monster dude, big heavy fighter. He got hurt a couple of years, lower leg. Was supposed to be one of their top prospects. He's switching from defense. He hasn't really like sustained himself with the big club, right? After his injury, going back down to the minors, all this stuff. For training camp this year, he's switching from defense to left wing. So just look for that. How big of a change is that to you as dude, a hockey it, guy? It is. It is like. I wouldn't say night and day, but if we had Nader come on and talk about it, like it is, it is a big difference. Your main goal goes from offensive attack and scoring to, to, to backtracking, covering your ass and, and making sure the, the mental checks of, you know, throughout the game are, are totally different as well as the physical performance, what you need to do on the ice, stick checking this and that. Now he's going off from, I feel like from defense to offense, Guys have done it, man. Like Dustin Bufflin used to be a winger. He went to D. Um, I don't know if PK in the beginning of the league was was offense. Um, oh shoot, there was one more guy. Dustin Bufflin's was is one of the most recent I can think of. There's one more. Anyway, it's it's tough. It, it really is. It's almost like asking. I want a relief pitcher to come in and do a whole game, kind of. Kinda, and I wouldn't say like a wide receiver to play offensive line, but it's it's different. It's, wow. it's different, you know, but the reason I brought up the NHL, we always kind of talk about the business side of things here and there. The NHL is to have division sponsors this year. I wanted to get your take on it. Each division will be sponsored by a different company. I think it's discover Honda mass mutual and one more. And obviously we talked about the realignment beforehand. It's not the Metro. It's just going to be the North, South, East, West, um, mm-hmm. but they'll be sponsored. What are your thoughts on this as you know, you'll have a, mass mutual east division championship that we're that we're fighting for here as flyers fans i think it's incredible for the league to come up with some type of idea to generate revenue deeps yeah now you're never going to see the honda nfc east you're never going to see that in football but in hockey they have the ability to do that because while they are a big four sport they are uh you know unfortunately you know as big hockey guys unfortunately they are the lower of the, of the big four. So they still have that PLL type of maneuverability to be able to just kind of do cool things like that. Maybe, you know, logos on the helmets, another revenue generator, you know, uh, sponsors for each division, another revenue generator. It's really cool that the NHL is able to do things, you know, that the NBA, NFL, MLB might not have been able to do to generate some revenue and very creative. And I do the only thing these, I just wish they were a little bit cooler sponsors. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Great call. Mercedes, the Mercedes. Well, you know, Hon- yeah. Honda already. Yeah, for sure. Or I even know, like, I know, even like I Dunkin' know. Donuts, like the Dunkin', yeah, Dunkin' East, yeah. right? Like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think what's tough in hockey is there's a lot of traditionalists, similar to baseball. There's a lot of traditionalists and loyalists. And like, I would say, like, my, you know, some of my family included that don't like new jerseys they don't like the smoke in the arena they don't like the uh you know fancy all-star game jerseys this that actually all the change that's happening right especially sponsored jerseys and divisions which are like timeless pieces of the nhl god get over it correct so that's what i say to them is, is get over it really as you mentioned the nhl is on the bottom end of the premier four sports just due to revenue and in a COVID pandemic, like we talked about way back in the summer is the NHL is 
very heavy ticket gate revenue generated where the NBA is, has a massive TV contract. The NHL does not. The NFL has a massive TV contract and has a massive ticket gate. The NHL has a lot of that set on their night in and night out ticket revenue. Without that there, how is this league going to make money? Right. And they'll make money or make do. But like, if you want, if you're a true hockey fan and you're a loyalist that like, oh, they have sponsors in the video. Oh, that's BS. Like corporate sellouts, blah, blah, blah. If you want to watch hockey and be that same loyalist, get over it and let them sell whatever the hell they want. As long as the product isn't, isn't changed on the ice, as long as we're seeing like Claude Giroux, Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby out there night in and night out doing their damn thing, wherever they are, whether in a bubble or around the country, like let them do their damn thing. Or you know what? Don't watch hockey because now you have to watch the mass mutual East division championship. Don't watch hockey. It just, it's just so frustrating. Like, Oh, does that bother you? Does that bother you? There's a little, I mean, now granted, if they start to blow up their jerseys, like the KHL and they have like, they're like walking billboards. I might get a little frustrated and, and, and come and yeah. say, but dude, where, where do you see the mass mutual East division logo? Do you ever buy a t-shirt with that on it? Is it ever on a hat of yours? Is it on a banner on the side of like the, you know, on 95 passing the flyer stadium, the Wells Fargo? No, who cares? Right. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares, Steve? And the, yeah. the other cool thing that we talked about maybe two or last episode was each team has the ability to find their own helmet sponsors, right? So has there been any updates on that from as, you know, you're our NHL correspondent here. Any teams select their helmet sponsors yet? Yeah, I would say not maybe not half, but like 40% of the teams have, have named a, a helmet sponsor. Um the Penguins PPG, which is the the name of the, the arena sponsor. The Calgary Flames, actually similar with Scotia Bank. Uh, <laughs> the New York Rangers, they had uh, a, a hospital system up in New York. So there's teams coming out with sponsors for sure. Um, I believe the Hurricanes are the name one. I, they're trickling in slowly. The Flyers haven't named one yet. I'm interested to see what the Flyers have cooking. The only thing that I asked for, and I'm, maybe it's just like the OCD in me, is I hope the colors kind of match. I hope they're just white or black or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there's been a couple, like the Scotia Bank one on the Calgary Flames jersey, which they've recently switched back to their alternates, which look fantastic. Um, it's just white on a red helmet. Perfect. Easy. Done. The Rangers one on like a red, white, and blue jersey has like orange and green in it. And I'm like, bro, you wouldn't wear that. Doesn't I would not good. wear that. Doesn't look no, good. it doesn't. So hopefully the Flyers come out with a good one. Hopefully it's something simple. Hopefully, you know, if it's Comcast, Xfinity, which it might be owners of the team. Hopefully it's Xfinity just written in white. Nothing crazy. I'm not going to read My biggest one, Deves, is the Colorado Avalanche. That's the one I'm most excited to see because I'm just dying. Like that thing that I said a couple of episodes ago, man, I'm dying to watch the Coors Light Mountains turn blue Yeah. when those players start sweating. Yeah. It, I mean, take my idea – and run with it, Colorado please, Avalanche. Please, Co- Coors Light logo. Please, and when they instead of when the when the when the when the mountains get cold, they turn blue. When the players sweat, the the logo turns yeah. blue, matches the blue in the jersey. Yeah. Take my idea. I just have a a hundred thousand dollar idea that you I just teach, gave to the Colorado teach a marketing Avalanche. class or something with that. That that's Dude. a that's a great idea. Like if you presented that for a project, you'd get an A plus. You wouldn't have to take you wouldn't have so it's to class the rest of the semester. Last bit of hockey talk here to wrap up episode 52 of the free parking podcast have to give a massive shout out to the United States world junior hockey team winning the championship, the gold medal versus team Canada for the fourth, not consecutive year, but for the fourth time they've met team Canada in recent years in the gold medal game, they're four and oh, let's go baby. And if you're a hockey fan, the world juniors is a big one. It really is. It's, it's guys from 17 to 20, most of them either NHL prospects or property of NHL teams already facing off in some of the most passionate hockey you see all year long. It happens the week around Christmas and New Year's every single year, finishes off new crop of talent every single year. Watching that game last night, seeing the red, white, and blue versus versus the Maple Leafs, those kids have dreamt about that day their entire lives up to this point. That was the biggest game these dudes have played their entire life. And they've put everything on the table. Like not a piece of fuel was left in that tank during those games. So if you ever get a chance next year, if you want to, you know, if they're on NHL Network, the rewinds, these games are exciting, fun. And you're seeing the future stars of the NHL. Um, some of them do, they're, they're filthy. Uh, 
Trevor Zegris, uh, hands of an angel. I mean, some of the shots that he, he makes, like some of the backhands that he does in warmups, I couldn't produce the same velocity with a slap shot. You know what I mean? Like they're just, yeah, they're, they're just, they're, they're great. They're, they're specimens. They're specimens, but also they're fighting for your country. So it's really cool to, to, to see that product out there. And you know, you'll see them tomorrow. It's like, who, who, which of these guys is going to be the guy and two of the Flyers prospects out there. First off, the captain of Team USA, Cam York, defenseman, handed out the gold medals to the rest of his team. How are you? And Bobby Brink had two great tournaments. So uh, shout out to those guys. I know you were watching too. Um, to beat Canada always feels good at their own game. At their own game. Good. They have to be I still so rattled. They have to be so rattled. I, I still lose sleep over Crosby's goal on uh, Ryan Miller in the Olympics, bro. See, that's the problem is like they beat us at the big boy game. But I mean, this, this one hits close to home. It's all, it's a lot of time it's hosted in Canada. Um, So that being said, the red, white, and blue was flying high last night for sure. Bush with that. I think we're wrapping up episode 52. Very excited, man. Very excited. 53 on the way. It's already on the way. It's already in the works, Steve. Sorry, cooking. Sorry, cooking. Thanks for Riggs for coming on. Uh, really enjoyed chatting with him. And uh, as always, enjoy chatting with you there, brother. I like a woman with a future and a past. A little attitude problem all good. It'll make the shit last. Don't make it too easy, girl. Don't take it too fast. Yeah, that's it right there. That's it. Do it just like that. Only you could do it just like that. And I love it when your hair's still wet because you just took a shower. Running on a treadmill and on the inside. Sounds so smart like you graduated college. Like you went to Yale, but you probably went to Howard knowing you.